Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of OA News Overtime. I'm Jordan Hill with Justin Lee, as always. Jordan. Justin. Had veggies to go for lunch. All set. That was a mistake. But you know what? We're going to power through this, just like we powered through the first week of college football. Veggies go is never a mistake, but I have a lot to do, and I just want to take a nap. Yeah, but but we'll get through this together, buddy. I promise. We'll make this quick. All right. So we did the podcast coming off of the Akron game on Saturday, our little wrap-up. It was like 15 minutes. If you missed that one, check it out. And and that's sort of our plan, and and we might play with the formatting a little bit, but uh, coming off of those games... Uh, we're going to try to give you a quick little recap podcast, sort of uh, our immediate reactions after the game. I think as far as the Penn State game next week, uh, my plan is probably to Zoom. We'll, we'll, pro- it we'll probably Zoom. Figure, figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. And, uh, but, yeah, that's probably the plan, so we'll, we'll get, keep those recap podcasts coming. Mm-hmm. We talked a good bit about the Akron game. Now that we've been a few days removed from it now, we're recording on Thursday. Right. Um, are there any other things that kind of linger in your head, anything that have kind of stood out uh, with a little bit of time to reflect on how the Akron game played out? Um, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, you say uh, – Bo Nix looked good, even if it was against air, right? It's like, well, you want to see that again, right? You want yep. to see, you know, the Alabama State defense isn't going to be better than Akron's, uh, and Akron's was bad. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you want to see if he can still be that efficient, you know, if he can carry that into two games and, and go to Penn State with a lot of confidence. So um, I think that's the main thing. It's kind of hard. It's it's kind of kind of hard and kind of strange, honestly, in this new era. I mean, in the modern years of college football, I mean – Gus so many times opened with a Washington and Oregon with you know with a with a, a game early would have been North Carolina mm-hmm. uh, so to just have two games like this uh, feels a little different <laughs> so it feels a little out of the norm so then um, of course last year was just SEC right out of the gate uh, so uh, yeah you're just kind of trying to figure out what can you learn from from Alabama State after Akron um, and it's it's uh, can the pocket can the O line for me it's can the O line continue to keep Bo Nix completely clean, mm-hmm. and then the other the other is is can Bo be as efficient as he was, and, and really on the other side for me is can that defense just keep getting after opposing offensive lines? I mean, you know, Cato Nelson is well regarded as a MAC quarterback. I mean, no one sees him as you know a, a real standout Group of Five quarterback, but they they think highly of him, and he was totally ineffective, and it was because of the pass rush. I mean, mm-hmm. he truly did not have time uh, to to make plays, and and that's a credit to that defensive line. But again, that was Akron. Right. And even coming out of this weekend, which we'll talk a little bit about Alabama State in a second, there's only so much you're going to be able to glean from that. There's not a lot of, like, definites you're going to say, oh, well, we know we can trust this or we can trust that going into a really well, uh, you know, highly anticipated game against Penn State. Because, again, Jordan, when is Bo at his worst? On the road. Well. Well. When he's getting pressured is what well, I meant. Well, you know. That too. <laughs> I mean, he, I'm just stating facts. But I was going to say, when he gets pressured, yeah. he's and he leaves the pocket too early, uh, people say, um, and he got no pressure from Akron. Correct. And he'll have no pressure from LM State. So that's Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> so that's something, you know, they're, they're going to have to deal with in the future. Um, but yeah, hey, that's a good point too, going on your first road game. Yeah. It's going to be a big test. It's going to be a big test for Bo and Brian Harson and um, really the whole team as far as how they handle that. But we got a game before 
We're not yep. look. We at the OA News Overtime are not looking ahead, we're Justin. Not we take it game we, by game. We are, maybe. we are trying to be one and zero every day, and that, <laughs> that's when we record the podcast, when we post it, when we share it on social media. Brother, they are playing Alabama State on Saturday. It's going to be an 11 a.m. kick. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Get up. Don't don't sound Get more there. excited, please. Well, Champ- well, and people people ask us like, what's the best like. It's it, like it's like oh well at least it's not like late at night, but like for us because we have the print newspaper that comes out, so we're still working at like eleven. Like yeah, we 11. have high school football the night before, right? And we have high school football the night before. So like for us, like it's not a deadline crunch because like at, when you have a game at seven, it ends at ten. You go to print at eleven. It's like ah oh, panic yeah. and type, which is very stressful and very up and down. Yeah, but when you have an eleven a.m. game. We're getting there at 8 a.m. Tiger walks at 9. Yeah. It almost feels like an all-nighter. I mean, it's yeah. really not, but, I mean, you don't get sort of the, and, the and, normal. And and then we're still working on the news. The newspaper prints late at night to get all the news in. Yeah. So the newspaper prints at 1020. Yeah. So we're, somebody's got to do that. Somebody's got to do it, brother, and it's me. So, <laughs> so it's like these 11 games are our long-day affairs. But, again, uh, as uh, Jason Caldwell always says it, the worst one is 230. Because there's no time to do anything before, and there's no time to do anything after. Yeah. It just sandwiches your whole day. That but makes sense. For us, it's those 11s. So. For sure. For sure. So they're playing Alabama State. Uh, as of Thursday, I haven't seen like a line on this game, but it would be no. multi-touchdowns. It would be more probably than that 37 that right. uh, Auburn was favored against Akron. Right. Uh, Alabama State's coming in this game. They barely beat Miles College to open their season 14-13 in overtime. This should be a, a pretty quick affair. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't see any, you know, real interest. The biggest thing is going to be like we talked about last week, and, and it's going to be in our picks and predictions this week and Saturday's game day edition. You know, on the whole, we didn't see a ton of freshmen, you know, that mm-hmm. played in that Akron game. To me, this is a golden opportunity to try to get some of those guys more involved, um, more guys like Jarquez Hunter who really impressed, and you know, get kind of let those young guys loose and see what they can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we've talked about it. The, the new, well, I guess three years old redshirt rules now yeah. are that you know you can play in four games and still redshirt. So a lot of people, you know, if there's someone out there who would redshirt this year, they can still play in games like this mm. uh, and and will. So it's been kind of weird though because like I mean you know you know and I guess maybe that's the the deal with the new coaching staff is uh, they're like hey we brought in transfers and we're playing them yeah. you know they're new we're new and you know I mean that's it so. Uh, we really didn't see a lot of those young people, like you mentioned, um, but maybe maybe we'll see more of them this game. We'll be we'll be looking at it. We'll keep an eye on it, and we'll see who we can see. Uh, but yeah, this one will be over quickly. Miles is good for SIAC, but again, that's a Division two team. Yes, exactly. That, that ASU went to overtime with. So yeah, not you know you don't come off a game like that and see yourself yeah. you know with a chance to beat an SEC team. But no. had a chance yeah. to talk to Alabama State's coach on a uh, zoom earlier this week and just sort of asked him you know what this opportunity uh, means for his players obviously it's a, it's a nice paycheck uh, alabama state's getting like five hundred fifty thousand dollars for this game mm-hmm. but he brought up the fact that this is a chance for them um you know some of the more highly thought of players on this team to test themselves and to show what they're capable of doing and sure he 
brought up a great example to you, uh, actually three years ago now, when Alabama State played Auburn, Titus Howard, who was an offensive tackle, okay. went up against Auburn defense. And lo and behold, when they got uh, to the NFL draft, he was first-round draft pick. So, I mean, he proved that he could hang with, you know, top talent. And that was something that um, Alabama State's coach really hit on was, you know, not everybody on our team has that capability. Right. But we do have a few. And when they get a chance to play in an environment like this against, you know, guys that in high school were four stars, five stars, you know, really highly thought of, they can show scouts we can play at the next level. You know, don't don't look at us and think, oh, well, we're at lowly Alabama State. Right. There are prospects that are worth keeping an eye on, and, and that's sort of something that they think uh, could work to their advantage in the long run by playing teams like Auburn. I feel like I remember that kid. I think he was a bit – I can't remember who – I think – I know he's with the Houston Texans now. I can't remember if that's who drafted him. But he was like the – about the 22nd pick in the draft that year. So was this 2018? I believe so, yeah, because Stidham was still there. Okay, so it was and, 2018. Yeah. And, the, and Auburn won that game like 63-9. to nine, Sure. But, but I, I – dude, I remember that. And I almost remember like an Auburn D-lineman complimenting that player. It might have been. Like I honestly well, – we'll look it up. Yeah. I I think I remember that. But, yeah, I mean, you know, this is – especially, like, linemen. You know what I mean? This is how you get your film because you're going one-on-one. Cornerbacks and receivers, too. Yeah. You know, get some film of uh, being a one-on-one with with an SEC player. And, yeah, that's your best you can – it's the best film you can get in college. So, it'll it'll be nice to see Alabama State. There's a couple local kids. There's a uh, defensive lineman from Central Phoenix City. You got Jaquan Foote, who's a linebacker from Opelika. So, they will be – uh, kind of close to home, kind of playing a hometown game in Jordan Hare. Uh, looking at this game, I think my prediction was 45-3. to I don't think they'll quite hit that 60 that they hit last week. I think they'll kind of have a little bit of mercy on Alabama State. Right. Um, besides that, I'll do another uh, sort of hot take and say this uh, is the week that <gasps> there's a special teams touchdown. I know hey! I said it last week. I think Javarius Johnson runs a punt back and uh, gets the special teams on the board. So, uh, right. so predictions or thoughts or anything? Wait, you're now watching? did you say last week there would be a special teams touchdown or a special teams score? I think I said special. Well, yeah, I should have probably said special teams score, but I meant touchdown. So, and I think I put it on Donovan Kaufman, which I don't think he wound up uh, returning punts. So, uh, well, so. Yeah. but you know, I mean, I got what the field goal and a safety. Hey, what, I mean, come on, man. The safety, that's a special team score. Yes. So there you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not going to be close. No. <laughs> We're going to be done, hopefully, fairly early. Yeah. So, you know, we you know what these games are. And, yeah, what is it, $550,000, but it's state and in-state. And we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, you know, this is part of, you know, I think it was something that started with, under Jay Jacobs, but the initiative to play every in-state FCS team. And they've done a lot of them twice. They've done Alabama State twice, Alabama A&M in 2012 and 2016. Uh, they played Jacksonville State once and said, nah, never yeah, again. <laughs> one time and said that, all right, that, go uh, with God. Uh-uh. Uh, but now, yeah, they've played Sanford uh, a couple times, yes. I think. Yep. Um, they've played, uh, you know, all the FCS teams. And the only ones they haven't played is North Alabama because they got bumped up recently in the middle of this initiative i hope they add north alabama i mm. hope they can make that happen um but yeah that's uh 
that's a good initiative that they've had to to keep that money in state. That's something that Auburn wanted to do, and uh, there you go. And the other school across the state isn't doing that crap. <laughs> no, and uh, and that's something for people who don't kind of understand how the money works. I mean, these FBS games against these FCS schools work tremendously in favor of FCS teams as far as balancing their whole athletic budget, paying right. for the for the non-revenue sports. Right. I mean, that's huge to be able to play these teams. And, and I was really pleased. Brian Harson was asked about this on Wednesday, and he sounded all in favor to continue these sort of games. You know, he was – this game was already on the schedule long before he was hired. But, uh-huh. you know, he said that this was something he'd like to see continue and, and that in a way it really kind of puts a spotlight on, you know, kids from Alabama because yeah. all of these schools, you know, have tons of kids that are from the state. Sure. So that was nice to hear. I mean, obviously, um, we'll see if that comes to fruition. And we've looked at some of the future schedules, and there's not at this point um, right. an Alabama team on there. But there is room in some of those years to add another uh, non-con game. But that was right. at least nice to hear from the new coach saying that that was something he supported. Right, for sure, for sure. And I think there is a game against South Alabama on down the line, but that's FBS. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So changing uh, the tune a little bit from football to men's basketball, some kind of uh, surprising news this week. Some devastating Uh, news. Yes, not great. Uh, Alan Flanagan uh, is coming into his junior year, had to have surgery on his right Achilles, Um, expected that he'll miss 12 to 14 weeks. Um, That's going to put him probably at the very end of November, maybe December, if he kind of is able to hold to that timeline. Um, that's a big blow. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on seeing that Flanagan is going to miss a significant amount of time? And, and you know, when you look at this Auburn team, a lot of people have high expectations, but this is going to be a big blow to start the year. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I mean, Alan Flanagan, we, I mean, we talked about it. We talked about this is the year for <laughs> Bo Nix. For Alan Flanagan, this was the year. This yeah. is, uh, you know, and he's he was already a team leader, but this now it's like, hey, it's your team, Alan. You know, it really is. And um, and he's uh, he's grown into his body so much, uh, looking at how he played toward the end of last year versus you know when he was a freshman. Um, he knows his way around the court better. He knows his way around his body better. You know he's kind of lanky. And now he's he's, he's uh, you know gotten gotten some muscle on there. He looks like Isaac. You know, mm-hmm. and um, he could play like him too if 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 you know if if all the, all the things line up. And unfortunately, this is a setback for him. So. Uh, that's going to make the start of the season, which was already going to be difficult with all these new players, even more difficult because it's even more new players. Yeah. And uh, like I said before, by stocking Chris Moore. <laughs> yeah. So all of a sudden now you're looking at Chris Moore. I mean, there was a point in time when Auburn was adding all these players, all these transfers, um, you know, and, and some folks were leaving uh, when it looked like Chris Moore could be squeezed out. And if Chris Moore had left, no one would have blamed him. Mm-hmm. But since then, you know, JT Thor did indeed leave. Um, you know, you had, uh, you know, Trey Alexander who was going to come and not. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you're giving a scholarship to Preston Cook, mm-hmm. which we called on this podcast, yep. by the way. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to the Auburn High alum. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you're giving a scholarship to Preston Cook, and Chris Moore is right where he needs to be to get some solid minutes as, you know, ninth or tenth in the rotation. Now he's up to eighth or ninth. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, by stocking Chris Moore and, uh, you know, show him some love and appreciate him for staying because he's going to play a, a bigger role than it looked like at some points in the offseason. But he didn't leave on Auburn. He didn't give up on Auburn. 
So there you go. Yes, yeah, a tough break for Allen. It is um, obviously missing time. I mean, the biggest thing to me is you watched him have to play out of position so much last year, and coming into this year, you thought, all right, well, you know, maybe he'll get to kind of play that small forward. Look at that, all this cat hair on. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Um, hopefully, the HD camera is able to pick that up. My cat Miles rubbing on my leg before I left. I probably have dog Aww. hair, uh, to be fair, so don't feel bad. Um, but the fact that Allen had to play out of position so much, and you thought, well, him coming back this year, he, he set for himself to really have a big year. I mean, he, yes. he you know, I mean, he, he truly sacrificed a good bit to kind of fill the gap while Sharif wasn't able to play, and then. Um, you know, injuries forced him to even play some point guard. Um, and you're looking at it going, okay, well, now that he's back. He has had such a dumb go of it. Yeah. Having to, like, play fake point guard for part of his year. Yeah. With, Good grief. With Justin Powell Playing out. behind Isaac as a freshman. Yeah. Good grief. And, and that's what the, a mess. And that's the thing, too. You know, there, this, there, you was, know? there was the chance, you know, that he could have gone pro. And right. decided, you know, I, I want to come back and, mm-hmm. and try to do something special here. So, um, you know, on the on Tough the breaks. you know looking at it optimistically, at least if he's able to come back, if he's able to rehab it, um, he'll be back in time uh, for the conference play when you know the games truly do matter. Right. Um, and maybe he can kind of work himself in and, and make something sort of worthwhile out of this junior year. Right. I, I think he can, and I think he will. But uh, just just another tough break for one of the good guys on the team. Absolutely. Mentioned conference play. I want to look hey. through this real quick, Justin. This was actually announced. We're recording on Thursday. This was announced a little earlier Thursday. Okay. Uh, Auburn's, Let's go through it. Auburn men's basketball SEC schedule. They're going to start with LSU. Uh-huh. Um, just fly through these. At South Carolina versus Florida. At Alabama. At Ole Miss versus Georgia versus Kentucky. At Missouri versus Alabama. I like that they put the versus Oklahoma on here because it's non-conference. But, you know, in two couple of years, it <laughs> will be you. conference. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, February, I think I mentioned versus Alabama. Then at Georgia, at Arkansas, versus Texas A&M, versus Vanderbilt, at Florida, versus Ole Miss, at Tennessee, at Mississippi State, versus South Carolina. At, go ahead. What date is that Kentucky game? That Kentucky game, the first one, let's see, or is it just... At home, the yeah, home one. The home one is January 22nd. All right. So mark your calendars. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that looks that's... like that's the only time that they play yeah, Kentucky the this year. Yeah, it's a, it's always a good year for Auburn basketball to get Kentucky home. Because that's a, that's a packed house and a fun environment. Yes, and so they will play... They get South... Florida at home, too. They do, they do. Uh, so they'll play Florida twice, they'll play South Carolina twice... I believe, yeah, they'll play Georgia twice. Should play uh, Alabama twice, too. And they'll play and Ole Miss twice. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they play Ole Miss twice, too. Yeah. So. It's like Alabama, Georgia, and like Ole Miss are their protected rivals. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. Cool. Mark, thanks, Marshall Henderson. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll say that I'm really excited just for that very first game, that LSU game, because that LSU team last year was so good, and obviously yeah. they've got people they've got to replace. Sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think that'll be a good atmosphere. And hopefully by then, you know, everything's, you know, going the way it needs to and, and we can have a full Auburn arena because, uh, you know, that'll I be sure nice. I sure hope so, Jordan. I know. I'm holding out hope is all I'll say. No, I know. But uh, We all are. But, yeah, but that uh, that's sort of the, the swing of it. And it is interesting to sort of have Oklahoma there in the middle um, to kind of break that up the – uh, with a little SEC Big 12 challenge. The, the yeah. preview of what's to come, as SEC, it were. SEC, SEC challenge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Texas Tech and everybody else like, we're here too. And like, eh, 
whatever. I just want Texas Tech to go to the Pac-12. It's so much fun. Yeah, I mean, there was that was the talk, it fits. right? Like it fits a decade so ago, well. and that what Chip Brown was reporting that all those teams were going to go, or like you know, eight yeah. or nine of them were. Yeah, I just think just Texas Tech though. Yeah, they fit. Get, get gunslingers. Get you know, Cliff they, back. They pass it around. Cliff's in Arizona. He can go get, back to Texas. Get in that. Tech. Get your get the Pac-12 network on all those Texas televisions. That's all I'm saying, man. Makes a lot of sense. I think it makes sense. Get, get my get my people out in Lubbock to head <laughs> west. Anyway, guns up. Pew, pew. <laughs> so, we are starting, you know, we're in the middle of the early portion of the fall calendar as far as sports. Ooh, yeah, and Jordan. Things are going pretty well for Auburn hey, Athletics. Man. Auburn's undefeated. Tell us more, Justin. I'm intrigued. Uh, uh, you've got soccer is 5-0. and uh, Volleyball's 4-0. and And uh, as Brian Harson loves to hear and loves to say, Auburn football's 1-0. And want to know every day and, uh, and what they're gearing for. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, soccer is riding the, the nation's longest winning streak dating back to last season when they won five straight games in the year. Obviously, they would have rather been invited to the NCAA tournament and lost there. Mm. So they'd rather not have this long win streak, really. <laughs> but, you know, unless you win the national championship, which would have been very unlikely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have this long win streak, and they're riding it. And um, and then, of course, for volleyball, Brent Crouch, uh, he's finally picking up wins. They played a year that he had just come in, and they played like eight SEC games in the fall, and then they opted out of spring pretty much. Um, they decided injuries and COVID and whatever. But uh, – uh, so yeah, he's got his first win finally under his belt. Uh, they're four and zero, and they haven't dropped a set. Um, I talked to him earlier this week, and obviously he's like, you know, it's going to take until year three to really get rocking and rolling, mm-hmm. get your people in, and have them really understanding what you're doing. Uh, obviously, you know, the schedule difficulty is going to ramp up, but he thinks they're ahead of where he thought they'd be. Mm-hmm. So. You like to hear that, um, and obviously that's a long-term project. You know, you didn't bring him in from USC just to, to be impatient with him. Um, and then so, yeah, so 10-0, uh, volleyball and soccer play tonight. Got a chance to go to 12-0. And then cross-country starts on Friday, and the Auburn is undefeated. It gets a lot monk- murkier yeah. when, you know, who knows what's yeah. going to happen with that. So, uh, And then I, if we were to stick to those three sports, uh, check your calendar. If you don't know this, check your calendar. Uh, Sunday, Sunday, uh, Sunday, 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 Auburn soccer is hosting number one Florida State. That is going to be a top ten game in the Auburn soccer soccer complex. It could be the biggest regular season non conference game in the history of Auburn soccer. Um, so it's also possibly where their winning streak ends. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking ahead and reading the tea leaves a little bit. So, but hey, for for right now and and for Thursday, Auburn's. You know, going one game at a time and, uh, and you know, continuing that win streak. So uh, I think we could see it grow to, to 13 uh, with, with football on – even 14 with football, and I think there's another volleyball game on Friday. Mm. So, Well, you know, like you said, the streak will only go so long. But you have to say, you know, for the Auburn fans that this has got to be a welcome sight because we've talked about this before just – how tough was the 2020-2021 just athletic season? Yeah. I mean, there was just so many tough breaks. You're right, for Auburn, yeah. yeah it, was, it was just uh, – Baseball's bad. Softball struggled. Men's basketball was banned from the postseason from yep. the very beginning. Yep. Women's basketball fired their coach. Yep. Football fired their coach. Yep. 
gymnastics had the worst breakout anybody, and I'll keep shouting this. Yeah. Nobody talked about it, but they got NC Stated. Yeah. They got COVIDed, right at contact traced, right before the regional, and the regional is when you qualify for the national meet. Yeah. Dar- Darion Go Born could have gone to the national meet and didn't get to because she couldn't compete at regionals. Mm. They got NC Stated out of the postseason, mm. uh, and nobody caused a big huff about it. But uh, you know, I saw more Auburn fans mad about NC State than mad about Auburn gymnastics. Yeah. But whatever, yeah, just because of the. Uh, the optics, I guess, and yeah. how how visible it was, but yeah. um, but yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. What a <laughs> what a garbage year yeah. last year, and so, now uh, a welcome sight. A little momentum is always nice to see. Yeah, there you go. So we're getting ready to wrap this up. Um, we're gonna have plenty of coverage on Saturday from the Alabama State game. Before we kind of wrap this up, let's uh, talk about uh, one of the stories that I sure. wrote this week uh, that you guys can read. It'll be in the game day edition. Uh, will be a look back at 9/11. Saturday will be the 20th anniversary. Wrote a story about the Auburn football team. It, I mean, really, it was. Uh, pretty incredible listening to some of the coaches, the players, talk about when they finally got back to action, yep. it was in New York. Yeah. September 22nd, they went and played yeah. Syracuse. So. And that wasn't at the tip of my tongue or the front of my mind, yeah. you know, and then we, we looked into what could we write about, and it's like, oh, my gosh. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I got an idea. Right after 9-11, Syracuse has its first home game, the first big game back, and wouldn't you know it, Who's flying up there but Auburn? Yeah. Here's Auburn football team flying to New York. Yes. Uh, to play in the Carrier Dome. So who'd you talk to? You talked to Tommy? Talked to Tommy Tuberville, talked to Daniel Cobb, talked to Jason Campbell, mm-hmm. talked to former assistant Joe Witt, talked to David Housel. Who else? Am I? Uh, Junior Rosegreen. Junior Rosegreen. Wow. I think that's everybody. Big list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made but, sure uh, to talk to everybody I could. That was crazy, man. And, uh, you know, one of the craziest things, me reading it, was, uh, you know, Jason Campbell talking about, like, they go up there and the security and, like, they're just, like, they get they get sniffed by canines before they get on the bus. They get sniffed by canines off the bus. They had canines sweeping the locker room. Yeah. Just, just think the, about how tense that time was in the entire country. And, like, yeah. then you try to go in the state where it yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. And those first big games back were a huge deal. Yeah. Because they canceled every game that week because there's too much going on. And then there was a fear of – just gathering everyone in one place. Yeah. There's a massive fear over it because, yeah. of course, there is. Yeah. And you never knew what was going to happen, you know. Uh, so, um, yeah, there was just this massive fear of, of bringing everybody together. So the security was huge. And, again, this was Syracuse, you know, right in New York, the the most visible, you know, Division One FBS program in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and but, you know, it's kind of it, – it was – also really cool to see I don't know and of course Auburn lost and then but everyone just everyone you talked to said that Dwight Freeney was just unstoppable. Yes. I'm like that's so cool. Like just the beast mode hometown hero performance like man I'd like to watch that if, I know. They, if they could replay that somehow. Um but yeah, how about that? I know it was it was on as as tough as that story is to talk about. Uh-huh. I mean, it was enjoyable to listen to people, you know, kind of go back and and talk about what they remember. And, he, and even and I heard your interview with Jason Campbell, and even he was like, "Yeah, it's one of those where you chalk it up, and it's like, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, like we went up there to let them, you know, they got to have their moment. Like we competed, but we were not emotionally ready for yeah. that. And they were, you know, Syracuse was ready to go yeah. win and run through a wall. So absolutely, that's just how it happened. That's how it went down. 
So with Saturday being the 20th anniversary of 9-11, how old were you when that happened? What do Let's you, talk about what everybody's talking yeah. about. What, you do know? You, what do you remember? <laughs> I, was, I, I was in the fifth grade. Uh, I remember being in Mrs. Barrett's class. And uh, this is what I tell everybody, you know, because everybody shares their stories of, you know, where, where were you? What do you remember? I was only 10, but I vividly, vividly remember uh, Miss Barrett coming up in front of the class and sitting at the front of the class with one of those three-legged stools, sitting up there and telling us uh, her first words were, something has happened to America. And I'll just never forget that. And I don't know why I had the presence of mind to, like, remember. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't remember anything. That I don't remember the rest of her speech. But I remember her saying that at the very beginning. Is something has happened to America. And, like, it's like, like everybody listen. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, I remember that. I remember the counselor lady came in and, like, must have spoke to every classroom. So I remember her coming in and answering questions. And we had a little weird 10-year-old questions about it. But, um... I remember that, and then I remember, I remember going home and my dad being home, and like I never beat my dad home. He, mm. you know, from work, he was home from work early. Yeah, that never happened. So I remember that and being like, wow, and him being in his red chair, and we just had the TV on all day. Mm. I remember that, so that's what I remember. Yeah, for me, I was in second grade, so I was in Miss Arendelle's class. You young whippersnapper. I, I know, and. uh what I remember, and I kind of wonder if it's like a false memory, if this is just how I remember it and this is not how it happened. Sometimes it happens. Yes. I feel like I walked into the classroom and the TV was on. Right. And I, I don't remember, you know, what time we started class or whatever. But right. I just remember sitting down and the TV was up in, in the corner and watching, you know, the news coverage. And, you know, that's kind of like the most I remember. I don't really remember any of the teachers talking about it. I do remember, which is what some people uh, – uh, we were talking about this before we started recording, uh, seeing kids getting taken out of school. Mm-hmm. I mean, people were getting picked up as that day went on, and you were just sort of like, what's happening? Right. You know, I can remember a couple of my cousins getting checked out of school, and I was like, what? what's right. going on? Um, right. So that was the biggest thing, and I can even remember just like— you were only in second grade. Yeah. Like, I vaguely remember, because you were, what, eight? I would have been—I would have been seven. Jeez. Yeah. So, and I vaguely can remember because both my parents have worked for the Postal Service forever. Yeah. Um, just talk about, you know, like there were rumors about anthrax and stuff like that going through the mail. So, I mean, it was right. tense. It was yeah. a tense time yeah. starting then. And then, I mean, that continued for, you know, the weeks and months after that. Dude, it's crazy. And, like, it's kind of funny for us to share our perspective because then someone listening is, you know, older and they're like, oh, I remember, you know what I mean? Yeah. From, and, like, because we, we're of that generation where we don't remember what an airport was like. No. That was the thing to hear, like, Tuberville and Witt talk about, yeah. like, oh, you know, we should throw a bag on and just yeah. take off. And yeah. They don't do that anymore. And I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't have any recollection of that. Or they say that the ticker started because of on the bottom of a news feed. Started because of 9 11. Might have. So that was the day that they pretty much got invented. Yeah. And now you turn on the news and it's half ticker. Half ticker. <laughs> yeah. Well, you talked about the older people. And then think about the younger people who might yeah. not have even been alive that yeah. are hearing this. And they're yeah. like, yeah, it wasn't. All these football players were one or two. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Think about like all those little kids. So President Bush was talking to the little kids that day. Yeah. All of them are like 26. Yeah. Significantly older than these athletes were covering. Crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yes. Well, we're going to wrap it up there. Um, <laughs> that was serious talk. But with I mean, the OA News Overtime Podcast. It's 9 11. Yeah. I feel like that's, you know, that's everybody important shares to talk their, about that. Yeah, everybody shares their stories. So there's ours. 
that's what we got for sure. So we're gonna wrap this up. Go read that Auburn Syracuse. Not please do. It's a really good story. I, I think you'll like it. That. Jordan worked really hard on it, and like you said, he did the work, man. He talked to Tommy. He talked to Jason Campbell. Talked to Daniel Cobb. Talked to David Housley. Talked to a lot of people, and uh, you're gonna want to hear what they had to say. I appreciate that. So we'll have uh, oh, Auburn played at Syracuse. That's just nuts. On September twenty second, two thousand one. Yes, that that should sell you enough. Absolutely. Crazy. Absolutely. So we're going to wrap this up. Be watching for all kinds of coverage coming out of Saturday's game, and and we'll have plenty more after the fact. And uh, be looking. When we come back next week, we'll be talking Penn State. Hey. So until then, uh, everybody take care.